Hello and welcome to the Barroom Hero Show here at the Barroom. Kevin is in the bathroom uh, and will not be joining us today because it is a heavy flow kind of day. So it is just me and Chris Centeni. Say what's up, Chris. What's going on, man? I didn't say my name. My name is Joe Gangemi and we are here to quickly, what, break down the week of sport? What do we do? Well... I mean, that's the rumor is that we're going to break down the week in sports, but I don't think that's going to happen because we didn't really have a week in sports. We had a week in Flagstaff. That's very true. We have just gotten back from the Big Pine Comedy Festival. Damn, dude. Home run of a festival, if I, if I do say so myself. That blew my expectations way out of the water. Did you I, did you legit have a couple expectations of, like, totally empty rooms? Um, Yeah. I mean, you have to. Like, I, I thought that... Um, I, was, I was real scared that we were going to show up at a couple of places. There'd be nobody there. Yeah, me too. Especially, we ran all the shows at the Green Room, which is a great venue in Flagstaff, but it's a big venue. And I was like, I know. that first day... Like, I was like, oh, no, dude. This is for, like, power trip concerts. Yeah, and it's like Thursday night, and we're supposed to pack this place out. I was real worried about that, yeah. but they did. That place was packed was out. Was crammed. Yeah, crammed and crazy. That place was fucking on fire. You can still hear it, my voice. Yeah, dude. I had to do How's that uvula? It swelled up on you so bad. <laughs> oh, the day we were leaving, my uvula was so swollen. That little punching bag thing in the back of your throat, dude. It was legit. It was like a third tonsil for you. I was choking on like I if I leaned forward. <laughs> I know you fall. were <laughs> because I'd be like, "Hey, what's going on, man?" You'd be like, "Oh, you." <laughs> <laughs> if I leaned forward, it would hit hold, the roof of my hold mouth. Hold on, hold on. <clears throat> yeah, and then your voice was like gravelly as hell. It when was I, tight. When I woke up that morning, I was like, "What's on my?" I feel like the roof of my mouth is swollen. And I kind of like moved it around my tongue. I'm like, what is that? And I bit down on it. I was like, that's my uvula. <laughs> that had to be the weirdest feeling. Like, why is it so big? Yeah, it was fucked up. What and do you think it, it was? Uh, somebody told me it was dehydration. Somebody else told me it was uh, the oh. amount of IPAs I had. I guess there's a lot of yeast. Oh. And that did something, but I got to be honest, I had a lot more Jameson than I did IBA. What about, uh, well, see, what I was thinking, because the whole weekend, I didn't want to say anything to anybody for fear that they'd be freaking out, but I had like low-key a sore throat most of not like a sick sore throat. That's yeah. why I didn't want to say because I knew people wouldn't believe me. But like from <laughs> from like pollen and allergy, because yeah. it's like, dude, we live in a desert and all of a sudden there's trees everywhere. Back of my throat wasn't ready for that. Mine was just fucked up because I had to do a bunch of hosting gigs. Uh, Dude, your on- voice was sounding rough at the end of the last night. Yeah, because every time we'd be like, give it up for I'm a radio DJ. Fucking screwed my shit up. Totally yeah. worth it, though. Oh, absolutely. I expected like a couple of bad. I expected it to be fun and a good trip and get to hang out with people I like. Uh, but I expected some low-key rooms yeah. and some like people to start some shit. And really, 
I think other than like very little shit was started, very yeah. little, and, and if and if uh, nothing huge, and nothing that I stuff. was involved with. So That's I what don't I mean. Care. <laughs> right? Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> but it was fucking awesome. I thought everybody killed it as far as the comics, the crowds, the crowds production. were real good. Oh, you know why? This is just between me, you, and the barroom heroes gang. Okay, <laughs> that hopefully uh, not everybody listens to, because I gave away. A ton of free passes. I was like, yo, come to all the shows. Wink, wink. It's on me. And then... (laughs) Shouldn't have said that. You're about to get a bill. Those people all came to the shows that I was producing, though. Well, then that's okay. Because it's like... It was like our first year being involved, right? It was the first year of the new management team. Exactly. Who hit a home run, dude. Oh, more like... That's what I'm saying. Grand slam, dog. uh, An inning of home runs where someone's just like, please stop. We forfeit. Like, it was nuts. Yeah. uh, Hillary... Hillary crushed it. Jack crushed it. They just, but I, I, I'm sure that that's kind of what they were hoping for. I mean, giving out the passes, get people excited, get people involved, and then in the future, you know, maybe there'll be some kind of a package deal or something, and we can kind of, um, uh, I don't want to say persuade, but make it more tantalizing to purchase a whole package before yeah. they get there. Yeah, exactly. Uh, real quick, what were your best moments of the festival? Um, other than the barroom heroes episode, well, I was going to say, dude. Other than the highlight of, I'm sure what everybody would consider the highlight of the whole festival was our episode, was our episode of the podcast. If you didn't get a chance to listen to it, go back and listen to it. Go because back. It's, Trust me, dude. It's I don't think fun. I've ever had that much fun doing doing a podcast at all. So shout out to Kevin. I'm sorry he couldn't be there for that one. But, <laughs> like I don't want him to think it's because he wasn't there. I'm just saying it was like, dude, the comics were fun. The room was hot. We brought in everybody we could, yeah. and everybody brought it, and we found out why Loom. Moonwalks with Kane. Dude, and I won't spoil it, but go... Dude, Lou, I barely spoke to Lou Moon. I really had limited interaction with the guy um, before then, before the yeah, Big Pot. And I'm not joking, dude. He became like one of my top five <laughs> favorite love, comics like overnight. I, I was love like, that, dude. I was like, it's such a good story. He told it well. He didn't waste everybody's time. Dude, it was great. Yeah, a lot of really he fun was like, stories. He was... Okay, best things of the festival, highlights of the festival were definitely Lou moon story on the podcast <laughs> um pretty much i mean all ju- the stories were good though judging by audience good. reaction um all my sets uh, <laughs> I'm, just I'm just kidding but i had fun performing for like intimate crowds i mean we're talking like 25 30 people who in tight rooms in though, small yeah. rooms that really wanted to laugh and that's like more fun sometimes in a big room um I thought, please send nudes. I mean, I feel bad like singling out people because everything was pretty cool. Yeah. There was nothing that I felt like was just a total disaster. I was at Thank You for Being a Podcast, which is another podcast taping. They did really good. Please send nudes was fucking insane. Like, Those guys they, brought it. They, well, literally, they brought it. Like, they had like fans. <laughs> yeah. They had like yeah. people who, like, groupies. Dude, it was like a Grateful Dead show. And then the, they just fucking went into that hard. They, they leaned hard into. They leaned into their strengths. Yep. Um, You know, shout out to Enders and Angle. Double E's for uh, wearing sunglasses inside. And Rob. Which which they need to be made fun of for. Rob and Subcheck for a great debate. And Charlie and Amanda Hurley for uh, a real awkward moment. I I missed that whole thing, dude. I was out there drinking a, uh, well, let's shout out to Southside Tavern. They were really cool. But on this one instance, uh, I ordered a Voodoo Ranger IPA. Yeah. 
and I don't drink IPAs, but I love the artwork on the Voodoo Rangers, so I wanted one. <laughs> I'll support you for your art. I'm not even kidding, dude. I was like, <laughs> I was like, I love the branding on this beer, but I hate how it tastes. And uh, and uh, Ugh, that's a cool looking beer. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I was like, so I ordered it. And she's like, ah, we don't have that anymore. But they made it up to me. They got me some cool beers. Mother Road Brewing. Shout out to Mother Road Brewing. It's like my favorite brewery now. Real cool artwork. No, they don't have their art. Dude, that's the thing though. There's no artwork gimmick. It's like simple, All but right. they make killer beers. Have you had one? No. You're an IPA guy, right? Yeah. They have this thing. It's called so like, much so it inflames my uvula. Yeah, right. <laughs> I IPA'd my uvula to death. <laughs> yeah. Um, I P I P A'd for it. <laughs> what like the uh, like the ballerina term? <laughs> isn't that what's that called? Oh, it's a pirouette, isn't it? As a plie. Plie. Or, yeah. What's a pirouette? Um, I think it's a different as a play on that. <laughs> it's that from the other side or something. I don't know. You could have just said, I don't know. Um, <laughs> but uh, I kind of forgot where I was going with it. No, Southside Tavern was actually super cool. I wanted to make sure they got a shout out because they were, everybody was really accommodating. Like Dark Sky Brewing was great. The Green Room was great. But Southside Tavern, we were kind of like in their business a little bit because you and I were setting up shows and stuff. Oh, yeah. The, all three of those spots were us a lot of the weekend. Right. We went. We had fucking 14 shows we produced. We both performed on shows, yeah. and there was hosting duties and stuff. So it was a crazy few days. It wasn't really like – if I wasn't having so much fun, it would have been the most exhausting weekend of yeah, my life. exactly. But I was having so much fun all the time. I got home, and all of a sudden, as soon as I walked to my door, I was like, I have to poop and then die. I did the same thing. Yeah. I came in, and I was like – I took like two pretty weak poops <laughs> in Flagstaff. It's elevation. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I took. Also, I shout out to you for calling out people for the elevation poisoning or whatever because, because dude, I I felt like I felt like I don't ever drink like crazy amount, but I was like, I never once felt like I was getting hammered. I never once felt like, and everybody's like, dude, like one beer will do you in at this height, and I'm like. <laughs> I'm like, maybe if it's your first ever beer. We were stuck in bars from literally like 11 o'clock in the morning till close. But I'll be honest. Tell I, me I don't know how to. Yeah. I turned out to be a little lame, though, because I was I was like really nursing my stuff. Because I was like, well, really, I was just like, I don't want to be sick. I don't want to have a headache. So I was like, no, it's like my 15th one, you know, but it was like yeah. my second one. Like, no, guys, I'm kidding. Trust me. See, I'm, uh, I was lying. I have a problem. I don't know how to pace myself. And I'm like, I'm going to do that. I'm going to nurse the first few. I'm going to put waters in between each one. Yeah. And then by like the fourth one, well, I'm just like, let's go. Dude, I'm, I'm just. And then I'm like, the Uber's like three hours away. Let's start drinking scotch. Let's go. <laughs> let's go. Dude. Oh, how about this? Shout out to Lyft uh, and Uber for the surge pricing. Come on, guys. Also, though, shout out because both of them gave us coupons. Mine didn't work. So I don't really what? have a shout out to give. I felt robbed. Oh, that is robbed. The lift, the lift coupon was for a first time ever. You you couldn't have ever had a lift before. Yeah, you might as well burn all those in America. Thank you. And That's I was bullshit. like, I was like, you know, pretty upset. But actually, my lifts were pretty good, except the last one, which was like thirty five dollars. And I'm like, there's no reason for that. But the dude who drove me was tight, so I gave him a free pass. It's not him. It's the system. Surge price and when bars close, they got to do something. Uh, so my best of fest. Yeah, I want to hear. I want to hear your your bests. I got a lot of bests because there was a lot of fun stuff that went down. But 
I got to narrow it down to two. No, narrow, I mean, give us a couple. Give us like stuff that you would say was the best, and then the two best, best of the best. So the best that the, will like sits with me when after like days just reflecting on it yeah. is uh, made a lot of really good relationships with the venues up there. Yeah, they like really dug what we were doing and really bought in. The guys at the green room who I ran all those shows. They're so down to do whatever yeah, were, we want, and that was such a cool spot, and they were so cool to us uh, that that gets me really stoked. Um, also, uh, Jack Jr., who was really cool, uh, he runs some clubs out in L.A. He's like, wow, you guys run a really good festival. You should come out and uh, run some festivals for me at some point. Um, we got to talk more about that off mic. but uh, Yeah, we'll do it. Yeah, that's what I said. No, I mean we'll talk about it off mic. Oh, I was gonna say. <laughs> Just kidding. No. When when Hillary, who's the main like head runner of the festival, messaged me about some of the opportunities that are coming up, just because we made such a good name for ourselves, uh, she's like, "If you would be interested, you know, just let nice. me know." And what I messaged her back is, uh, at this point after the weekend. I would put on a bikini contest in Syria with you. <laughs> like I do not give a fuck. She blew away my oh, she... whole world, so I'm in for whatever she wants. So that was a big part. Yeah. The two funnest parts for me at the festival, well, I'll go three. Um because I got to catch out uh, I got to catch a few of the shows at Fire Creek, just minutes and snippets, did you, but uh, Did you get um this week sucks? I caught a snippet of that. How was super it? funny. It was funny. I uh, mean, I didn't expect anything less, but I just I caught the first round of snap battles, uh, which was really funny. I right heard on. that the finals got a little wonky towards the end, but I don't know anything about that. I just caught the first round. Right. Thought it was great. Uh, and wonky as in like it's kind of weak. Like it wasn't as funny, or well, they, like those, I mean, I'm not, don't call anybody out or anything. No, but I think like those people don't know each other very well. Like the people that are in oh, that show, oh. so they kind of wrote for their first and second rounds. But at a certain point, you're like, I don't even know what to write for this dude. Right? And okay. You you only got so much time, so, so it kind of just came off to who was the funniest person at yeah, that point. Okay. Exactly. Well, I mean, and sometimes were, that's what you got to do. But I, there was a tie, which is who? Uh, Subcheck Eric Subcheck, who's a Doesn't buddy of surpri- ours, does not surprise me. Nope. Subcheck's funny as hell. And then some other dude that I didn't know that okay. was from out of state that I'm sure. It's funny as hell. Well, yeah, you just don't know. And him and Subject were both just like, you have long hair. No, you have long hair. <laughs> and uh, I bet that would died. actually have been really funny in its own way. Right. Like being in the moment at some – yeah, that would have been cool. I guess it came down – they went to two joke-offs between them, tied both times. So it went to a joke-off against Charlie Spees, who, for those of you don't, that don't know, runs Snap Battles. Shout-out to Charlie. And then it tied, so they called it a draw. Uh, I think all you had to say was uh, Charlie's the kind of guy that needs an intervention, but to have an intervention, you need people that care about you. Oh, my God, dude. That's how you win the snap battles, people. Uh, <laughs> That's the meanest thing I've heard in my entire life. But, but yeah, you would have won. The uh, people that I thought did really well at the festival that just caught my eye both had nudity involved. Um, one was uh, – a female comic from out of state named Pauline. Pauline. I could not get her last name out of anybody. I couldn't either. Infuriating. I forget it. It's hard to say. I know that. But she did that great set where she was talking about granny panties. I was dead. I was laughing so hard. She pulled off her pants, and then she had like four different types of panties that she had like props stored in. I know it sounds gimmicky, but it was really funny. That's what I was going to say is when when I watched it, I was like, how would you describe this? And that was the 
only time I thought it could come off gimmicky is me trying to describe it as right. like a prop set. No, but it was because it was so organic and like it can't. She went right into it fluidly, came out fluidly, it and it was worded perfect. And it just hammered that crowd, dude. They were so. She had them in the palm of her hand, and I'll be honest, I was number one, dude. I was like screaming in the back. I was laughing so hard. I literally uh, submitted her for best of fest right after I saw it. Yeah. I was like, perfect. No, it was fucking awesome. Yeah. Totally uh, worth it. And then the second case of nudity was in the same room, the last set of the last night. Uh, Kayvon, who you might know from Last Comic Standing or yeah. MTV, uh, went up, did, uh, I think, 30 minutes, did Crushed. Um, and then towards the end, I'm coming in to get ready to bring up the best of Fest people. I'm like that last like whole grouping of yeah. production people or whatever. And... Uh, as I'm doing it, he's talking to this lady in the front row, and he's like, I'll take off my pants if you take off your shirt. Because she's like, take off your pants. It's like, I'll take off my pants if you take off your shirt. So she gets up in front of the stage, and she takes off her shirt. And he's like, no, I didn't mean just your shirt. I meant if I'm getting down to my pants, you got to get naked. And she kind of wavered. She was kind of on the fence. And so some other girl in the front row decided, uh, this girl's not taking the bullet. I'm going to jumped up and just ripped her shit off and was up front dancing. No way. Yeah. And then Kayvon's like, ah, no, that's not the deal I had. I had a deal worked out with this chick. You're trying to butt in on this deal. So uh, another comic, um, DJ Sandu, yeah. who was also very funny. Yeah, that dude was funny. Decided he would step in for Kayvon's bet, uh, bet and jumped up on stage <laughs> naked himself. So naked? Uh, well, in his boxers. I, I but still, yeah, uh, jumped oh. up on stage in his boxers. Uh, so they ended that fest with uh, a little bit of partial nudity and some yeah. girl in the front row getting down, uh, just trying to get wild. And then that set the after party off, which is why my voice sounds like shit still today on yeah. Wednesday. Yeah, dude, you should have gone back to the hotel room and listened to Captain Beefheart. That's what I did. I should have. Instead, I stayed there and swelled up my uvula. Oh, yeah. The whole time I was like, I bet it's real fun down there, but this Trout Mask Replica LP is really kicking it for me. You know what's really funny is I woke up that morning and I bit down on my uvula and I went in the bathroom and I looked in the mirror and I went, ah, and I could see how big it was. And I went, Allie, my vulva's all swollen. <laughs> She's like, what? It's like that little dangly ball. Or something. She's like, use a uvula, you idiot. <laughs> What if she'd have just been like, oh, me too. Oh, God. It was a rough after party. Anyways. That's tight, though. That's tight. So what, let's talk about, we talked about a lot of bests. Yes. There was one glaring worst and oh. then some other worsts. <laughs> Give him the one glaring worst. The, um, the guy who died. Yeah, seriously, shout out. I don't want to say shout out. Like, I'm not trying to be mean. I'm serious, dude. I felt so bad. Uh, an elderly man. I'm, it rumored. I didn't look it up, but apparently like about 85. Elderly homeless man. Oh, he was homeless? You're, you're kidding. Oh, God. Well, oh, he was God. Uh, struck and killed by a train during hey, the festival. Hey, at least nobody's missing rent this week. Well, I just... Uh, <laughs> oh, no, man. That was fucked up. That was, said that. It was. I didn't, wasn't going to say anything, but it, that was so rough, dude. Even yeah, just dude. hearing about it, it like messed you up. Well, the train runs right through the center of town. Well, You're walking over those train tracks 15 times a day. Well, which is, I don't know, man. I just, I felt bad because I was like, 
like we were just standing there like oh like wiener jokes you know what i mean like getting hammered yeah. and everyone's getting drunk and screaming about wieners and then like this guy <laughs> got killed Dude. and it kind of like it was like a dichotomy of the festival like it really threw me off i felt really bad uh a comic that we know anthony decimito was right in front of the guy when it happened he was right in front of him? He was right in front of him and was on the way to Altitudes, which is a bar right off the train tracks. Right there. Uh, to host a show. Did he? He saw it happen. So, I mean, but what happened? Like, did the, the guy, guy just think he was going to beat the train? Yeah, he tried to beat the train and got hit. That's all he did? Yeah. Uh, and Decimito then had to go, literally, like, from watching it happen, to t- what, 50 yards away or whatever? And host. And host, and there's big windows, and the whole time he's hosting, he can see ambulances cleaning it up. And shout out to him because he's super professional and got it done. But oh, man. the whole time I he's mean, hosting, yeah, like, he's seeing same, it out of the corner of his eye, you know? Oh, I wish he would have just asked somebody else to host for him. I, know, for, I mean, right? for his sake. For go his home sake. and rest for a minute, bro. You just like, just, go, just hit up Lumberyard or, like, we'd have come hung out with you or something, dude. I mean... Respect for doing a, being really professional. You're at a, a comedy job. festival. If you said, "Does anybody want to host for me?" People would be like, "No." Oh. I'm, I'm just saying, like I, for his own personal sake, I, maybe that was the best thing. But I, I feel bad for Anthony. Professional as hell, though. Yeah, that was Shout tight. Out. Yeah. So that that maybe that's a best of fest, Anthony. Seriously, yeah, Anthony, they, like he won really, an award. Yeah, really. They oh, gave, did he? They gave him the show must go on award, <laughs> which I felt like was a little poor wording, but whatever. Uh, <laughs> it's a very ironic wording, but also. You know what, though? Kind of appropriate. Yeah, very appropriate. appropriate. So good for him. Congrats to Anthony. Sorry, dude, that you had to experience that. That's probably really fucking awful. That was fucking probably really bad. Uh, I'm looking at Now that after talking about that, I really can't think of anything that would be like worst. Uh, maybe like some Uber surcharges when the bar closes. Yeah, the 300% <laughs> yeah. surcharge. Dude, Lyft literally said it's going to be a 300% surcharge. And I wanted to call and yell, but I know it's not going to help. Uh, oh, let's talk about some other negatives. Let's talk about some serious negatives. Yeah. Um, hardly any Miller Lite in Flagstaff. <laughs> Big deal for me. Um, two. Two. Um, I went to Lumberyard to try and get some food. Like, I was really hungry. And, uh, you know, shout out to Lumberyard, I guess, for doing a line dancing on Fridays and taking all the tables out. Um, another shout out to Lumberyard for saying that it's open seating. And then when I got to a seat... The security guard said, no, you can't sit there and took the table away from me. Like walked off with a table. I was like, dude, if you don't want my business, just tell me to go away. Don't take a whole table somewhere yeah. else. <laughs> uh, you're sending a real clear message here, bro. Um, shout out also to Lumberyard for letting me go outside then to sit down and sh- tell me I had two-thirds of the regular menu. So shout out to Cornish Pasty, I guess, for being open. <laughs> Fucking. I had to go there and eat. And eat fancy Hot Pockets? Bro. Uh, I got a I got one to put on blast, uh, Diablo Burger for wrecking my asshole. They'll call it Diablo Burger for nothing. Was it good though? I got like a regular burger, but was it good? No, it tasted no? like a campfire. Like I was eating a char grilled, bro. No, it wasn't like a. Oh, this has got a smoky taste. It was like I'm eating fire. I'm eating planks of wood that are currently on fire. Oh, that's Coals. too bad. People, people highly recommended Diablo Burger, I though. did not enjoy. I much preferred uh, the Bigfoot barbecue place we went to the day Dude, uh, after. I'll be honest. Those wings left a lot to be desired, but I've had plenty of wings in my life to establish like a, yeah, like a, a backlog. Um, they were fine. They just weren't A-plus like I was hoping. Anyways. Let's but it sounded like yours. Was, I don't care. These people okay, want to hear yeah. about this. Our food reviews from Flagstaff? 
Yeah, reference my Yelp page that doesn't exist. That's why I have to do this. Yeah, this is our Yelp. What else we got? Let's just anyway. Long story short, Big Pine had like that one horrible thing happen where a homeless guy died by getting hit by a train yeah. right in front of people. Right, that was horrendous. Not a great way to start the festival. But the rest of the rest of the festival was pretty awesome. Oh fuck yeah, pretty tough. Also, shout out to Bill Laskowski for somehow being everywhere I was. Well, he it wasn't just where you were. He was everywhere. He was everywhere. That dude. He and Rob were both everywhere. Rob I don't know maybe. How they did it, but they were they were funny and they were chill and they were everywhere. Yeah. So shout out to them. Definitely. So what else we got? What do we talk about? Um, we're supposed to talk sports stuff. Uh, so I was looking at an article. Um, this former NFL star, okay, uh, is accusing his girlfriend of uh, domestic violence. And I was like, oh, that sounds interesting. Um, so I pulled it up, and it's uh, former uh, football player uh, Hainsworth. Okay. And uh, he was dating uh, an ex-college basketball player for the Lady Vols. Uh, what's her name? Jackson. Um, Brittany Jackson. Okay. And Albert Hainsworth. Okay. Do you remember Albert Hainsworth? Very vaguely. He's fucking huge. Okay. And uh, Brittany, uh, that used to play for the Lady Vols, Brittany Jackson, okay. is a little tiny blonde white lady. Uh, but he is accusing her of some pretty rough shit, like several kicks to the groin, Ooh. calling him the N-word on several occasions, knowing uh, it was just to hurt him. Yeah. And uh, hitting him so much so that the cops were called more than 10 times. Uh, and I just want to give a quick good job, buddy, to Albert Hainsworth for not destroying this bitch. Because if you got to call the cops 10 times because this chick keeps hitting you and you're not doing anything to make her stop, this dude might as well be like a Buddhist monk. That's crazy. Good for him. You know yeah. what I mean? I'm not saying, like, <laughs> oh, I'm not trying to make light of domestic violence. Yeah, but I'm just saying. It's kind of hard then for when those guys are like, oh, she was in my, on my case and I punched her. It's like, well, you can be better than right. that. Right, exactly. This guy was better than that, and that's the kind of shit we need. His girlfriend, who is also involved in sports, seems to be a piece of shit. Uh, but at least he was able to be a man about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. So I just want to say good up on you. Way to be an adult and yeah. not, like, swing on somebody and hurt them. Yeah, for no reason. Outside that, every sports story, I was like, this is dumb. But did you hear Matt Vaughn, uh, who just got done, uh, he released his Kingsman 2. Yeah. Uh, I, I read a story earlier in the week about him supposedly being up for the new Superman movie. Okay. And then I read a story today that he wants to do the new Fantastic Four movie. He wants to, like, reboot let the him. Fantastic Four again. But let him. Which one would you rather? Fantastic Super- Four. Yeah? Yeah. Because I think I think he understands how to make a movie that seems like it has nothing to lose. And I, that's what the Fantastic Four is right now. That's a joke. It's always been a joke in the film world. It is a joke. No one has ever been like sticking up for the Fantastic no Four. No one's even been come, able to come close to a good Fantastic Four movie. Right. It's crazy. And I think, I think this guy could do it. I think he's got that cheeky kind of sensibility yeah, that would make it fun and stuff, right but, it would be fun uh i read an article where he said if he did the superman movie he's like it wouldn't be a kingsman movie it would be like a 
a Donner Superman movie where like he that's what he stands for, and I feel felt like he really got the tone of it. So I was about that, but you just convinced me. <laughs> Fantastic Four is a franchise that needs a dude who's a wild card and has nothing to lose. Yeah, who's just gonna go for it? Yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. At this point, somebody do something, right? I don't know, man. That desaturated garbage that we got the wannabe Batman versus Superman cinematographer. <laughs> Um, and then the, I mean, the first two were like corny, then they remade it and it was like, what is this? I was thinking about this today. Cause I was trying to think of how, uh, I could make the stuff that I want to talk about into sports related stuff. Um, <laughs> DC is like, uh, an NFL, um, commentator group, right? Yeah. So like they see CN or they see, uh, um, uh, like ESPN, right? I'm yeah. just trying to think of one less known than that. But they see like ESPN. And they're like, man, those commentators are like, their color commentators are really funny and cool and like everybody's into them. We want that, but we can't do that. We can't do the funny, colorful color commentators because that's already ESPN's thing. So let's get some like really dark color commentators, some like really hardcore brooding color commentators. And then everybody's like, no, we fucking hate that. So like, okay, why don't we bring like a on the field reporter on who's like a chick who's like super plucky and like not as dour as these guys. And everyone's like, yeah, no, that's not perfect, but it's better. So I love it. Uh, and now they're like, okay, how do we take these like really depressing uh, color commentators that we have now and make them stand up to like Dennis Miller in the booth or whatever. Dennis Miller. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, and I feel like that's where they're at right now. Um, and they have to like they're gonna have to blow it all up. None of that's gonna work. It's all gotta be. It's all gotta go. It's all gonna stop from scratch, dude. They're, they have way too many things. They need to just do like individualized stories. Yep. Like Scorsese wants to do the Joker movie. Cool. You don't need uh, a cinematic universe right now. No, because you don't have the basis for it. You the, know what I mean? DC is like. I don't know, man. They're really stressing me out with that too. It's like stop forcing it, dude. Justice League comes out in like a month and no one cares and no one cares. No one, there's no marketing for it. Like, I mean, there's trailers or whatever. Yeah. But, but I haven't seen a poster. I haven't seen like the billboards on the side of the road. Right. Justice League should be like we, the biggest movie I, of the year. I haven't watched a lot of football. Is there like a banner going across the bottom no. of football games? No. And, uh, dude, that's the first time that those iconic characters are going to be on screen together. And we're more excited for a Thor, like a third Thor movie. That's fucking crazy. Yeah. That is insane to me that we're way more excited than for a third Thor movie than we are for the first time all those characters are going to be on screen together. That's nuts. Well, it's pathetic is what it, it is. is, dude. Like Shit the bed. Speaking of shit in the bed, uh, they dropped four trailers today. Do you see any of them? I saw, let's see. Uh, they dropped Punisher, well, Tomb see. Raider, Jumanji Two, and Blade Runner. I did not see. I've, I've only watched one of them, which was Punisher, where he's teaching um, his daughter one by Metallica at the beginning of the trailer. Okay, <laughs> burn, so, burn, burn, burn. so here's my serious thing. This is serious. I like. I want the Punisher to be cool. I'm going to come off like a 75 year old man here. Okay, I'll be honest. I want the Punisher to be cool. It's a great story arc for the comics, right? That was my first thing was like, does he realize how hard the second guitar part is on this song? Yeah, to okay. teach his daughter. 
<laughs> like the beginning is easy. The doom, 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 doom. Yeah. But then it's got like a solo over the top of it. You know, this is a very difficult song. She does not have the finger dexterity for this yet. Nor so. should you be teaching your daughter such a hard song. She's like six. Yeah, so it, that bummed me out. Um, Other than that, I'll be dead serious. I know I'm going to be called like a snowflake or whatever, but I'm watching this trailer and I'm like, does the world need this right now? No, we don't. I have that answer. We don't need that right now. Yeah, you got enough guys walking around thinking they're the Punisher. There was a Every, dude at Phoenix Comic Con this year. That's exactly what I'm saying. Like, I, it's not. I'm not blaming movies for violence or whatever. But it's like you just, just. They have to give him a very specific story yeah. where you understand that he's not just like a disaffected youth. That's you know what, what I'm mean? saying. And that's what's worrying me. Is it seems like it just seems like everything now is like. I'm gonna kill everyone, and you're like, yeah, and you're like, Dude, it looks very why? John Wick, but more gritty. No. Okay, like but here's the, John Wick. the thing with John Wick to me was that John Wick's whole entire premise was a little tongue in cheek. It was, it looks which like is a, why it worked. Yeah, it's very stylized, right? And, and it's like, oh, you killed my puppy or whatever. And right then, I was like, it's perfect. It is perfect. But thought, it is a little tongue-in-cheek. I thought the second one kind of faltered because it was less tongue-in-cheek. Yes. The second one was weaker than the first one for that very specific reason. Yeah. But I still loved it. I mean, I can't argue with loving them. And, like, I'll watch The Punisher and be like, this was so tight. But I don't know, man. I'm just like, maybe we should just have a show about, like, some people trying to do the right thing and hugging, <laughs> and hugging people once in a while. Right? We don't have that anymore. That's a good point. Um, I saw the teaser for the teaser of Tomb Raider, and it did not excite me at all. I watched the full trailer for Tomb Raider, and it did not excite me at all. That's not what I wanted it to It looked exactly like the teaser. Yeah. It's like, my father found something, but now he's dead, and I'm going to go looking for it. I hope and that does well, because I like that chick who's in it. Alicia Vikander. I think she's great. I really liked her in Ex Machina. Yeah. Um, I, I want that to be good. I just have never really cared for the franchise of games either. See, I've always liked the franchise, and there's a couple of moments in the trailer where, like, one where she jumps off a boat. Yeah. Another when she's, like, looking at some uh, cryptic shit. And I'm like, oh, that looks like a Tomb Raider movie. Yeah. And then the rest of it, I'm like, ah, this just looks like a fucking boring, long, let's discover two, where this thing over is. Over two hours. Yeah, and it's like, let's find where this thing is that... Could blow up the world with a sky beam Maybe we'll that run I into, don't care about. Like, yeah. Maybe we'll run into Jake Gyllenhaal's Prince of Persia. Along <laughs> yeah, the way. exactly. Uh, and then the other two were Jumanji Two, uh, which they've released like five trailers for. Dude, that look. You know what that tells me? That everyone knows it's awful. Yeah. And I, like, please just give it some attention. Maybe one of these jokes will land. I, dude, I watched the first trailer. Okay, I'm not. I mean, Kevin Hart is not like my favorite, but I gotta respect what he's done. Um, I like The Rock a lot. I love Jack Black. Mm -hmm. I do not care what anybody tells me. He and looks I, like the funniest part of that movie. Well, and actually, also I love The Rock, so I'm gonna just go ahead and admit that I love Karen. I don't care for The Rock, but I love Karen Gillan. Like Karen okay. Gillan, anything she does, yeah. I'll watch because I'm not she's too on screen. See, I wasn't too familiar with her before, oh. so. I so like love her. Kevin Hart is funny. I mean, I can't argue that the dude's funny, but this whole thing looks like a mess. Yeah, I mean, an absolute mess. Yeah. In fact, I really—if you were going to update it that much and do all this, why didn't you just call the movie like "Welcome Number Two: The Jungle"? 
and get it over with. Why try to brand it as Jumanji? Because it's stupid. Yeah, because it's not Jumanji. Like in the newest trailer, that's the only thing I'll say for it is they show the board game. Uh, they show the board game being washed up onto a beach and then somebody putting it into like a closet and be like, nobody plays board games anymore. And then it's like, but the game finds a way. And then all of a sudden it's a video game. And as soon as it's a video game, it has like, oh, you have three lives and all these extra powers. It's like, well, then this is not Jumanji. You should have just called it like, like you're saying, welcome to the jungle. Just call it welcome to the jungle. And they get sucked into a video game. And that would have been a much more appealing franchise. Yeah. Right. Yeah. But trying to brand it as something we already like. If you did that, it could have been a much more appealing franchise. And it could have been a franchise where you're like, oh, shit, this could spawn extra movies where you have different people playing different characters. It's like a Jumanji, but it's likened to and not actually trying to rebrand something people love. Right. It makes no sense at all. So then, yeah. okay, so here's here's where... We, uh, maybe we'll be different. I don't know. But I did not watch the Blade Runner trailer. Yeah. But the only reason I haven't watched the Blade Runner trailer is because I'm sort of trying to not watch them because I'm extremely pumped for this movie. Uh, I did watch it because I'm still trying to figure out what the fuck is going on. Okay. Uh, and I didn't like it because I still have no idea what the fuck is going on. See, I, that's fine with me because I trust... I'll be wrong. I'll be fine to come in Denis here. Denis Villeneuve? Yeah, I really trust that guy. Anything Denis Villeneuve does? All right. Well, you can be mean about no, it. No, I'm not trying to be <laughs> mean about it. No, like, I, seriously, I trust that guy. No, okay. Um, I trust the story that they're going to do with Blade Runner is going to be good. You're not going to do a Blade Runner sequel after this many years and and not at least be confident in your story. And I get that, yeah. I'm And I'm all in. I love the first Blade Runner. If for all its flaws, I just love it. So I'm purposely like I watched the first teaser and I was like, that's enough. I'm so pumped. I'm trying to not get too deep in it. I watched the first Blade Runner and I was like, I don't understand why everybody loves this so much. And then I've watched all the trailers for this. And I'm like, I don't understand why anybody what wants it- to remake this with such a fucking huge budget on top of it. They're making this like it's a summer movie budget Yeah, for – what a fucking September release or October release? Yeah, something like that. Uh, that's like I'll, I'll be really honest. It's not going to win awards. It's not going to make an awards push, and it's not going to do crazy numbers because it's not a summer movie. So, like, what are they thinking? Like, I don't, I don't get the risk. I. It reminds me of Mother, where they're like, "Let's give Darren Aronofsky all this money to release a movie that we consider like a shitting ground." Maybe. Well, maybe it's the idea that they're trying to convince people that like Netflix doesn't get to have all the fun. That's exactly what uh, one of the producers just said about Mother. Um, yeah, I mean uh, that's that's I'm glad then that like, I'm kind of on that page because that's all that, I can think of. People say they want original filmmaking, uh, and but when Netflix is they're lorded from doing original filmmaking. Yeah, but you know we're, I think I did see that actually. Yeah. So maybe that subconsciously formed my own opinion, but. Um, I, I do agree with it. I mean, it's like once in a while, dude, just throw everybody way out of the loop. I'm a big fan of that. Throw them way out in left field. I get that, but I feel like uh, you got to be strategic with how you're going to do it. And I don't you, feel like. Did you see that movie Rubber? Oh, the one with the tire? Yeah. 
The one with the killer tire, the tire that gets possessed was, and kills people. I was a next level fan of that movie because I knew it existed for no other reason than to upset people. And I didn't care. I thought it was awesome. All right. So that's like my frame of reference. I liked it because it was a goofy horror, like but, almost comedy because of how ridiculous it was. And that's my that's what I'm saying. That's like my Mother point. Mother is not that though. <laughs> well, no, but my point of reference is that I'm very okay with somebody just saying like I made this movie because I could. Just to See, mess with people. I feel like that's what Blade Runner 2049 is. And maybe that's why you're appealing to it. But I feel like it's like, we're going to do this because we can. Yeah. We have the rights to the property. I have an idea that I want to see on screen. I feel like it's a less um, disturbing version of what Aronofsky did where he of basically Valerian? just jerked himself. Well, yeah. Or that too. Luke Bassan. That's a great... Yeah, another version of that. That's where it's what like, worries me. When I saw when I saw Valerian, I was like, okay, so the bar's been set the di- very low. The directors can get paid or can have these monstrous budgets to jerk off what they want to see, and uh, especially guys who have a track record of pretty good movies. We live in glorious times because so, I want to be one of those guys that gets paid. Oh yeah, don't. That's why I don't shit on them because I know that someday. I want to go in there and be like, you guys don't even get it. I don't even have a script. I need a but I know what I need to see. $300 million budget to get off by next month. Well, here's, dude, here's, seriously, I'm not even kidding. Yeah. I'm not going to say it on here because it seems like everything I've spoken into existence lately has been stolen. But there's literally an idea that's been sitting in the back of my mind for like probably seven years now. And I need minimum $250 million to do it. Let's go for that. I I don't care if I if a studio laughs at me. I'll be like, that's fine. You'll come to me later. Trust me. I know what it is. Um, is there anything sportsly we want to touch on before we get out of here? No. Okay. Uh, not really. I mean, we could talk about the fight, the boxing match, but it was which a, one? It was a draw. Um, well, it's like snap battles. Canelo Alvarez and and uh, I can't remember the other guy's name, Glovekin or whatever. It was a kind of a ripoff from what I hear, but I'm, I didn't get to see it. We were at Big Pine, so I'm going to watch the, the replay uh, on September 23rd. Oh, uh, just boxing made me think shit-talking. Uh, real quick, um, I just want to say, fuck, did, not cool. Uh, I had to give Kim Jong-un props today. Not about that. <laughs> oh, boy. Didn't think I was going to have to do that ever. But after That's Trump- not even something you want to do. After Trump called him Rocket Man at the UN, which let's be honest, solid snap. So yeah, well I, I don't know. I was kind of like, no, it's low hanging fruit, but it was a solid snap. Yeah, considering the venue. That and I'm like, dude, that's an old reference, but whatever. Uh, then Kim Jong Un comes out and makes a reference to Trump as Honky Cat, <laughs> which is another great Elton Did John. He seriously, rep- yes. Called him Honky Cat, which is a seriously good snap from a psychopath. Oh, yeah. But what I was going to say is first things first, solid snap. Uh, second things, second, fuck Kim Jong-un. Okay. Yeah. I mean, you can't be like into the guy. He's a fucking horrible person. He killed like every one of his people. He's killing like his uncles for yeah, saying. Yeah, he's trash. Yeah. No, he's trash. Of course. he's Yeah. He's the leader of North Korea. I never wanted to compliment him, but thanks, well, Trump. Wait a minute. You just gave. I'm reading this honky cat thing, and it's a New Yorker article, which makes me think it might be satire. It might have just popped up my newsfeed, and I read it real quick, and was like, "What? Damn, Kim Jong, you just got me good." 
I don't know. Is you know what? Satire? Is it, satire? it seems like that's not true. Seems very satirical right now. The dude seems very pop culture. But, but I would like to pretend that these two are having an Elton John lyric snap back at each other. Guess what, Kim? I'm gonna destroy your yellow brick road. Say goodbye. I uh, yeah. I'm just. I don't know, man. I don't know if that's true or not, but it's funny to think about. And then Kim Jong Un's like. Get ready. Saturday night's a good night for fighting. Yeah. So let's be careful. And and also, secondly, I still don't like Kim Jong-un. He's still very low on the list of people who are cool. Yeah. yeah. And very a, high on the piece, the list of people who suck. Yeah. So. People who are pieces of shit. Agreed. Um, didn't you say uh, he killed like some people from the band? He, or something? From the band? Like Levon Helm? No. The, yeah. <laughs> Oh, they were singing the weight last waltz. <laughs> yeah. And uh, anyway, and he took it literal. No, that's so messed up. Uh, yeah, like I guess there's like some musicians. Yeah, that like he accused of treason, blasphemy, general something. You know, he said he he didn't shoot what he said on the golf card in real life. Yeah, like <laughs> it was a very dumb thing. And do he executed these people by like tying them to the ends of anti aircraft guns? And then, like, one shot, and they just disintegrated, right? Because it's huge weaponry. Yeah, yeah. It's for planes, not spines. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> God damn. And uh, I'm, I'm, I'm like, I mean, I guess if you wanted to send a message, um, you did it, but you're a humongous piece of garbage. <laughs> like, I just don't even know how you can hate somebody so much as I dislike Kim Jong-un. So... Chris, you're a much stronger man than me because when I hear someone execute someone else by tying them to anti-aircraft missiles, uh, I tend to talk less shit about that person. No, I don't care. I'm not no. going to North Korea. Well, that and uh, that sucks. Yeah, and people are like, "Oh, is North Korea going to shoot a nuclear missile at us?" I was like, North Korea can't launch a good grocery store. They can't launch a missile yeah. at us. They haven't even launched an iPhone there. <laughs> yeah. So trash. Have you ever seen a good series out of North like, Korea? Because Amazon has produced some good series. Here's what sucks: is like I feel horrible for the people that live there. I make light of this dude because it bothers me how much he is garbage, right? But I really do feel bad for the people who live there. The dude's the worst. I mean, um, that's a pretty cool way, I guess, to really leave everybody feeling good, huh? Yeah, yeah. You know what? At least we can look to our leadership and say, you know what? Now there's a good... Fuck. Ah, can't do that either. All right. Let's get out of here, Chris. Where can people find you on the internet? Uh, I am at Chris Centeni, um, and it's going to be pretty cool if you connect with me. I guess. Do it on Twitter or Instagram. Those are better than Facebook. Facebook's boring. Uh, how about you, Joe? Uh, you can check me out on Facebook at Joe Ganjemi and on Twitter at Joe Ganjemi25, but don't do that because I don't do that ever. Uh, just go to the Barroom Heroes page and check out the next new episode. Uh, we'll be posting next Wednesday, and we look forward to you listening. Have a good week, everyone. The most shady. Got a Frankie, baby. Ain't no telling where I may be. May see me in D.C. at Howard Homecoming with my man Capone drumming fucking something.